You are listening to the Phenom World Football Show on the Phenom Media Podcast Network, powered by the most passionate young sports analyst in the game. If you're looking for creative, informative, and high-quality sports content, you've come to the right place. Phenom Media boasts a team of over 100 youth contributors from around the world, covering every sport on every media platform. Make sure to follow Phenom on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as all of the Phenom podcast channels for daily content. The link tree in the episode description includes a direct link to all of the aforementioned platforms, so click on that to access everything. If you enjoy the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a positive review so more people can discover the podcast. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome to episode six of the Phenom World Football Show. I'm Mahir Ved, back at it with Joshua Burrows. What's up? And Noah Frankel. What's up, everybody? How are you guys doing today? Doing well, Mahir. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing good. Let's get it going. So, a bit of a lighter week in the football world. Um, not as many games. A lot of Premier League. Some Syria, but the major headlines that we're going to get going with. Thomas Tuchel, fired, sacked by PSG. A bit stunning, a bit expected. It was a weird mix. And Mauricio Pochettino, he's the one that's going to take the reins of that PSG squad. Joshua? Yeah. Um, uh, I think it was a very interesting move. Um, you know, there wasn't really – much I feel like that I mean there obviously was thought put into it um it was just very impulsive um and I think that you know hopefully over time the hiring of Pochettino is going to work out um I just think PSG are trying to take to the next level I think they're a world-class team already um but they want to be winning championships like the you know the Super Cup the Club World Cup and you know obviously those are two things that come as a result of winning the Champions League um, but I think, you know, P- you know, PSG has been struggling. Um, they're not even top of the table right now. And um, I just think they want to be higher on that table. And I think they want to have a comfortable lead with it. Um, and clearly Tuchel didn't do that for them. So, you know, with Pochettino in there, you know, hopefully things can change. Yeah, I think that it's really interesting. When you see new managers take uh, take control of a team, It's you either see just like, big boost of confidence for a couple of weeks. Like, I mean, Arteta last year, they played great. Even Ole with United when he was hired. Yeah, like right away that it could be great. But um, we do know that Tuchel was very much respected in this locker room. Uh, So will the players adapt to Pochettino? I mean, Pochettino, uh, what was it, a year and a half ago or two years ago, took that that Tottenham team to Champions Right. He's not he's not some slouch. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's a solid manager. I know that he ended up ha- having his fair share of issues and ended up being sacked. Um, but I'm I'm very interested to see what happens. I think that I think that it could work out for this team who are struggling. And I'm really interested because I'm not really concerned with PSG more of their finish with the Champions League last year. It's more, in my eyes, maybe like a little UCL final hangover. Um, 
they're a really talented squad. They lost a couple pieces. Thiago Silva is now at Chelsea, for example. Tuchel's a great coach, and a lot of Premier League teams, I think, will be on the lookout for him in the future. But Pochettino has the experience that this squad kind of needs to get through right now. He faced that same UCL final hangover, a really bad one with Tottenham uh, last year. Oh, yeah. So I still think he's a great manager. And if Ole ended up getting fired, I wanted him at United. But And also there's rumors of him, you know, maybe since he's Argentinian, can you draw Messi over? We'll see how that goes. Um, I don't see it. But quick question for you guys. Can P- you guys think Pac, now that he's under the helm, can he lead PSG not only back in the league uh, to win the title, but can he win the UCL and get that? prize trophy that that club's been working on for years yeah me here um it's it, it's probably like the biggest question um PSG's face with right now and I think they got Pochettino because he's going to um I have confidence that he will um you know obviously this isn't a talk of you know people like Kylian Mbappe at the moment but you know does he stay I think he does um I think in his very young yet illustrious career um, with the World Cup under his belt, several league titles. Um, I think he, I think he's really, you know, Poch is really in it to win it. Um, hopefully, they can, he can take them to the next level. I think with his experience and, you know, guys like Neymar and Mbappe on the attack, even with pretty solid guys, you know, to hold it down with Navas and goal, um, Kim Pembe, who, in my opinion, is you know, doesn't get mentioned a lot, but he is very, you know, is a lot of value and worth on that team. Um, hopefully he can take him there. I think he will, but, you know, it's, I think that's the reason they, you know, signed him. So we'll see how that pans out. Yeah, I don't, I see them winning their league. Uh, that's for starters. I know we talked about this last week. Uh, I still think that they're talented enough to win that league. Um, I'm confident that's going to happen. I do not think that they are going to win the Champions League. I, I think that there are more talented teams around them. And, I mean, this might be bold, might not be, but I think that Neymar is one of the most overrated players in the world. I beg to differ, Noah. It's a fair uh, statement. Right, well, I will go to that in a second. But yeah. I think that we've seen time and time again, Neymar is a great player when it comes to playing in the league and he's maybe even group stages of events. But – when we get to big event, big big time games, you're saying when it gets to knockout, he doesn't perform like the Neymar. Yeah, well, even even for Brazil in the World Cup, he struggles yeah. big time. And then in the Champions League final last year, I mean, he just holds onto the ball for ten seconds, seemingly every well, time he had it. Off of Neymar, right back to Pac, and this is a team thing. It's going to be everyone first test. Obviously, they just played Lyon and Leo, and I believe what was it? They lost to Lyon yeah. two weeks ago, and they drew to Lille. That's kind of what led to Tuchel sacking. The first big test, get back, win Liga. Second test, you play Barcelona in the round of 16, right? Whether you think Barcelona is struggling or not in La Liga, they've been in form in Champions League. Their only loss was to Juventus on that final match day in the group stage. Mm-hmm. That's Pac's first test. Can he get by Messi? Can he get by that? I sort of guess starting to come into form Barcelona squad. And, and that's not just Pac, that's on Neymar, and that's on Mbappe also. Uh, um, well, yeah, no, I just think, and, you know, anybody, any team, I mean, 
any manager, you know, who's leading PSG with the pure talent that they have can beat teams like Rene and Nantes and, you know, other cities like that. Um, but it's just like those, you know, bigger guys like Leon and Leo, like you need to win those games if you want to win this league, considering that there are so many, you know, it's almost as if like half the league belongs in the lower part of the table, like more than half of the league, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they have that scale. And I think, you know, PSG, if they really want to, you know, win this title, like they have been, you know, time and time again, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully it'll be that way. Um, I think Poach, now that he's in a new league, um, hopefully it'll change, but you know, you know, his old league, the Prem, a lot's been going on there. So, um, Mihir, what's caught your eye this weekend? What's not, Noah? So, big Boxing Day yesterday. Boxing, do you guys, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you guys even know what Boxing Day is? Like, what it means? I thought it was just the day after Christmas. But. That's what I thought. But apparently, it's like a really, really meaningful thing. Not only in just, like, England, but I was in Montreal last year and I went on vacation. It's a big thing there. It's like a Black Friday type thing. It was weird. Right. I don't really know what it is. But I know in the football world, it means a lot. So, early slate yesterday. Uh, Saturday morning game, 7.30 here, Eastern time. Manchester United versus Leicester City. And ended up being a draw, 2-2. No one wants to see a draw. Um, but each team will take the points. Um, it was a missed opportunity in my eyes for both teams. United because, one, people are still in shock. They're in third. They could have jumped to second with a game in hand. And really kind of tighten the gap of Liverpool if they are going to show that they are a legit contender this year. And same goes for Leicester City. Because Leicester City has always, the past couple of years, been in that top six, top four conversation. But they haven't solidified themselves since their title in 2015-2016 to go back and get another one. And they have great pieces to do so. So it was a, it was a great game, very evenly matched game. But a lot more could have come from, uh, come from it. Yeah, I mean... It's still mind-boggling to me that Cavani is still just sitting on the bench. When we yeah, have, for sure. I mean, for when sure. we have Mar- Martial is just ice cold. Not I mean, form. Yeah, he is just – I don't know what it is. Uh, he's been struggling for a little bit. I think that Cavani should be having more opportunities to – because he's lively when he, gets, when he gets out there. I think, obviously, Bruno is – has been really, really – He's been phenomenal. He's been great for them this year. And been Rashford's phenomenal. been – playing better he's been playing well uh, I still think they need help defensively but I think that they missed an opportunity because they had uh they had some good chances Leicester had their cha- their fair share of chances as well but uh United definitely I thought should have won that game yeah no I'm gonna have to agree with you there um here when you said that nobody wants to see a tie and that both teams missed out on points I th- if I'm gonna be honest I think Manchester I think United missed out on the points there. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a hard-fought victory for Leicester. Um, and I don't want to get into this more, but, you know, I think Leicester is going to end up higher on the table than Man United. Um, I mean, look, Man United is extremely hot right now. There's no denying that. I just don't see it. I see that, you know, abating over time. I don't think it's something that's going to, you know, stay constant, you know, despite the star power they have. Look, they got the pieces. Um, but just knowing Man United – um, they've been very streaky as of late. You know, you always hear, always at the wheel one week and then, you know, sack all the other. So you never know where it can go, um, you know, time after time again, like we saw that, you know, 
like we saw last game. Vardy always finds a way to, you know, hit the back of the net. Um, the ball was heavily drilled in by Perez. Um, I think it was a great way to equalize. Um, and I think the Foxes getting out of there with a point is, you know, more than satisfying. And just before we head into our next topic, to hit on Leicester, I really think they have some really good pieces. Iosi Perez came off the bench and he assisted Vardy. Vardy is, of course, a great, great leader for that squad. Caster Schmeichel in net, Johnny Evans and Soyuncu at the back. And with even some injuries with Pereira at right back, you have a guy like Justin who comes in. He's playing really solid. Um, There's just a very balanced squad. Wilford and Didi is another example. I think they can take that next step this year and really – if they can finish top four, good for Brendan Rodgers, good for Leicester City. But with United, I'm very disappointed because, Josh, you brought up the consistent, uh, consistency factor of that squad. And they have not been – usually it's very dramatic and very inconsistent, like you said, all the way at the wheel one week, the next week, okay, it's fine. But as of the last like, 10 matches in the Prem, not UCL because that fell apart, in the Prem, United hasn't lost. It's just been draws and wins. That's why we're in such good form. But we need to start showing some resilience. You know, there's a lot of these games where we go down, uh, we're United, not we, where United goes down one nothing, 2 nothing. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, come back, come back, come back. No, we got to stop that. It's got to show some resilience. We got to get into a lead, which they did yesterday, and then they didn't hold the lead. They didn't show resilience. They got into a lead five minutes later, Vardy scores. That's mm-hmm. something that's going to be the next step for the United squad besides finishing top four is can you really contend for that title? And Getting into the next group of big six teams, Chelsea and Arsenal, after that little rampage. Chelsea and Arsenal, what a result. 3-1 Arsenal. Arsenal's first Premier League win since November 1st. And it comes at the expense of Frank Lampard and his £222 million spend from last summer with his new uh, transfer transfers uh, struggling again. Boys, what do you think? Yeah, I mean... We saw from the beginning of that game, Chelsea, they were not there to play. Um, I think that maybe a little bit of a letdown spot, you know, thinking about their next match, Arsenal's been struggling. But they just, I don't know, you could see from first 10 minutes that it was going to be a little bit of a struggle for them. I thought that they didn't come out of the gate running. Like Lampard said after the game, he was talking about how it's unacceptable. I mean, these guys jogging instead of running. It's about the will to win. They didn't seem hungry. Um, I think that Werner, his struggles are just – he could t- he hasn't scored in, what, like 10 games? 10 per Yeah, it's like a long streak like of his that. career. Um, I yeah. think that that's, that's a problem for them. I think that Pulisic – I'm going to go against Josh right here. Last week, Josh talked about how Pulisic is uh, kind of trash. But I have to say – he was, the, he was probably the best player on that field for Chelsea a couple days ago. I don't think that that's even debatable. I thought he was lively. I thought he was great. I know they didn't get the win, so it's consolation. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, look, no, I, I agree with you there. Um, he, you know, he, he, I mean, the Chelsea performance was, you know, dismal. So, you know, I think that, you know, Pulisic um, – I, I think that Pulisic played fine. Um, again, it's not something major to harp on, um, considering that they lost. But, look, um, Arteta said something needs to change. Uh, you know, the day before the match, he said something needs to change, and that's going to happen tomorrow. He got the job done. Um, we'll see what happens with Arteta in the future. Um, 
But Chelsea needs to go into every game as if they are playing title contenders every single time. You saw that with you saw that with West Brom. They go down three 0 in the first half, um, and just listening to the announcers, it was it was ridiculous. So you know, we'll see. You know, just one thing with Chelsea is sure they play poorly, but you gotta give your hand to Arsenal. Big performance in a big spot under a lot of pressure. Uh, well managed game, well played on all aspects. You know the game. The lineups came out, and uh, you know a bunch of Arsenal fans were complaining. What is their lineup? I'm not sure what their lineup was, but apparently it was a very backup esque lineup. Uh, no Alba once again; he's injured. Lacazette playing, Martinelli playing. They had some weapons, but it's not their strongest lineup. You got to give it to them; they played well. Saka played well. Shaka, incredible free kick. Um, Lacazette got to boost his confidence that he hit that penalty. That's big. It's huge. And for Chelsea, I just want there's. Very overrated, in my opinion. Frank Lampard was given all these new toys, and he hasn't yet, maybe he will and they'll get into form, hasn't yet figured out which pieces to put in the puzzle. He's starting Warner out wide at left wing. I don't like that at all. Warner's natural position is up time, uh, up top, and that's why his struggles have happened. Kai Havertz has struggled as well. People call him overpaid. We'll see how the season goes on with them, but yeah, good for I- Arsenal. Yeah, uh, real quick, just to finish off on this match, I think that we'll see with Lampard. But what you want to see from the Chelsea players is what we just saw from Arsenal. I mean, what we saw were guys that wanted to play for their manager. Uh, Arteta, the last couple of weeks, has been on, on the hot stove. I mean, people are calling for his job all over the place. But you know what? This game was a statement that his players want him, and these players are hungry and want him to stay in, in power um, over there at Arsenal. Uh, so now let's transition to a big win for Aston Villa. They have a couple games in hand, currently sitting sixth in the table. Uh, Josh, I don't know what you think of their prospects of competing this year for maybe Champions League, maybe Europa League yeah. uh, positioning. Um, I, I don't know. It, was just, it seems odd. Um, to have a team like Aston Villa in the Champions League. Uh, So I'm not sure about that. Um, But look, things like the Europa League, maybe even like just qualifying for um, matches before it, um, I think it's definitely a possibility. Um, Definitely a possibility for Aston Villa. Um, They did play a weaker team in Crystal Palace. Again, I just, you know, Zaha's been underperforming. Um, you know, Van Anholt, Ayu, Milivojevic, I think their main guys, their main goal scorers, um, and, you know, just listening yesterday, Van Anholt has actually been the highest scoring Premier League defender for the past years uh, with over 20, with 20 goals. Um, so I, I just think that something needs to click for Crystal Palace, but, you know, credit to Aston Villa, they played, they played a great game. I think they're very comfortable in sixth. I think they want more. You know, with a couple games they have, with a couple games at hand that they have, um, I think they can make something special out of it. And I think we kind of saw this with Everton earlier on in the season. Um, and Everton has been, you know, proving themselves. You know, they haven't uh, receded in terms of their performance. Um, and I think the same can happen with Aston Villa. Um, it just matters what's around them. And speaking of what's around them, their next Premier League games look like Chelsea, Man United, Tottenham, and Everton. So me here. Tell me what's going to happen when those next games, what can happen? What do you think Aston Villa is going to do with it? 
So obviously those next five, you play three of the big six teams in Premier League action, play Liverpool and FA Cup, still a huge game. Um, and then Everton, obviously in great form. I think Aston Villa has a very solid squad. It's not to be denied. They have a great manager in Dean Smith. They made some great signings with Emiliano Martinez and Net. He's been phenomenal. He's just want to improve himself after being Arsenal's backup the past couple of years. They made Johnny Cash, great signing at right back. Obviously, you have Ali Watkins up top. Ali Watkins up top, you know, he's not in form right now, but he can, he's shown flashes that he can be a great asset for this team. And then you're led by Jack Relish, who is just class all around. It's a good squad. They're solid. Now what they have to prove is a couple weeks ago, I'm not sure if the Liverpool squad was depleted or not. They lost 7-2 Liverpool, and they just got to prove, are we legit? Can we compete against these big teams? That's what we'll have to see the next uh, couple weeks when they play these big squads. But I, I, think, I think Aston Villa can compete in these games. It's not going to be blowouts, and they have two games in hand. I see a top-10 finish for them this year. But this is a very important stretch of games for them. And I see them coming away with a, some points. You know, if they get a win, great for them. I think they can get a win or two. But let's get some – I think they can get a, a couple points out of these next games. Um, we'll quickly touch on it. Southampton, also in the top 10 race, I guess you'd say, looking for Europa or Champions League. They drop points to Fulham. Fulham in the relegation zone, obviously, you know. That's a problem there. I wouldn't think that's, too much about Southampton. Yeah, that's um, – you know, Just a hot start from them. It's going to subside over time. And then Noah, another minor point, Manchester City, 2-0 victory, I believe, awesome. over Newcastle. How are we feeling? I mean, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. Don't get I too think, high on yourself. It's you Newcastle. I'm it's calling Newcastle. it right now on this podcast on 12-27-20. Man City oh, is looking at league. Man City's winning the league. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. I think that, uh, you know, I, I'm, I love this team. You know, I, I think that this win, obviously, they weren't playing great competition. But I think that – I truly think that they're the best squad. I think a Liverpool's super pretenders mentioned this last week. I think that their defensive struggles are going to continue. But, uh, yeah, I'm confident City's winning this league. One thing I forgot to bring up in our pre-pod discussion – that I kind of I just thought I want to bring up. Pep said Aguero was healthy, fully fit. He started on the bench, and did not play. They didn't. Yeah. I, that's a little worrying. Is there something going on there behind the scenes? No. I, I remember earlier. I think. Don't look at too much. It's nothing. Yeah. They were playing. They were. I think that they were just playing a team that they were pretty confident they could win without Aguero. Oh yeah, for sure. But I'm saying he's. Coming off injury, you know, you're up to nothing. Maybe not even – maybe for the last 10 minutes, you know, get him in there, get him active, get him going a little bit. Didn't even do that. Yeah, so, I think they'd rather keep him keep him training and then – yeah, well, they'll keep him training and then put him into a spot where they really need him. But All right. Well, I'm going to our game segment this week. Last week it was pretenders or uh, contenders. Now we got four – of true or false questions that I'm going to bring up and we're going to decide what we think. So the first question, based off Chelsea Arsenal and the performance, um, Frank Lampard, true or false? Frank Lampard is a quality manager in the Premier League. Uh, you know, just, just quickly, like my response, um, uh, I think that's true. Um, I, I know you're not seeing it now. I understand that Chelsea's – you know, sitting just below the Champions League spots. Um, 
But hey, it's a long season. Um, I think, I think you know they're gonna make the best out of it. True. Yeah, I agree. I think that he's a quality manager. I think he has good tactics. I think we saw at the end of last year that he's uh, he's solid. Those guys played great to end the year last year. Great to start the year this year. I think this is just a hiccup for them. I'm very split on him, but I'm going to go true. He's got a great squad. He's proven early in the season that he can put this team in, uh, Chelsea team into great form. And hopefully for Chelsea fans and their squad, lead them to good places. Um, we'll get into the second question now. I'm going to say the second question as our last one because I think it's the biggest one. So our second question will be, with Mauricio Pochettino at the helm for PSG, something we touched on earlier, Messi will be a PSG player next season under Pac. Um, I think that is false. Okay. I see Messi going to the Premier League, um, quite possibly Man City, where he ends up at NYCFC after that. Um, who knows what's going to happen? I think Messi, um, you know, it, look, I know he's aging. I know he's getting old, but you see with Ronaldo too, he's still got it. He can make an impact on any team he goes to. I just don't think it's going to be the French league this time. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I think that I don't, I, I just don't see, I just can't picture him playing at PSG. Uh, I think that much more likely to go to the premier league than he would be to go to France. I'd hope he ends up in the premier league for the competition wise. But at the end of the day, money is going to play a factor. I hope not too big of a factor, but it will. PSG's got the money. I'm going to go false as well. He's going to I hopefully either stay at Barca is what I'm hearing or end up at City. But PSG will make a run for him. You know, he's with, it's a very attractive spot for him. He's got Neymar, Pox Argentinian. You know, he's a great manager, very respected. I'm going to go false, though. All right. Next question. After Arsenal's performance yesterday, I asked it last week. I'll ask it again. Last week, both of you denied that Arsenal can do this. Can Arsenal – Arsenal will make a, a run at the top six this season, true or false? Uh, I'm still sticking by my position last week. I need a little more from them until I can safely say that they're going to make the top six. So, right now, false. I, I, I was shocked by that question. I can't even – if, if you were going to ask an Arsenal question, I would think are they close – are they going to be relegated? I, I don't think they have any chance – at top six. I don't think they're going to be relegated either, but no way are they going to make top six. I think okay. that it'll finish around maybe 10. Okay. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what their schedule uh, coming up looks like, but I really do think if Arteta can put this team and get them on going on a little streak, because besides Europa league, there's nothing much else to focus on. They're not in the Carabao cup. They're not in, I mean, I think cups there, but that should be full of priority. So I'm going to, I think they can make a run of the top six. I'm going to go bold here. I just Why think, not? Uh, Why not? You get on one little streak and all of a sudden a couple teams slide down and you're in the top 10 and then you win a couple more games. It's like, Oh wow. Okay. There may be like six points out of seventh. And remember seventh place gets you a Europa qualifier spot. So I think they can make a top run. So I'm going to go true a top six run. I think they can yeah. make it. I just think real quick. I know I was just prisoner in the moment with Man City. But, you know, I'm going to accept that. I'm a fan. I think that it is a little prisoner of the moment. I mean, they've been really, they've been really, really poor form lately. They get a big win this week. Who knows? That could turn but around their season. I think, I think maybe next week we could talk, we can come back to this and see how they play. Okay. Uh, yeah. To see, but right now, no way. All right. That's it for true and false. Next little segment. We're going to end off the show with this. Two questions. Overrated, underrated. 
Number one, Jack Relish, overrated or underrated? Um, I actually think he's just rated just fine. Um, you know, before he was underrated, I think he's made a name for himself in the Premier League. Um, he facilitates the ball well. He moves it around. He creates opportunities for his team. Um, you know, he gets everybody in the mix on that squad. Uh, I think he's fantastic. I think he's rated just fine. People understand his value. Um, so before he was underrated, but he's gotten the attention that he deserves. So I'm going to go with just right on this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would go just right, but just for the purpose of the segment, I guess if I had to choose overrated or underrated, I would go overrated mm-hmm. just because I think that the impact that he can have at Aston Villa I think is much greater than if he were to go to a bigger club. I don't think that he'd be able – I don't think he would be as flashy. I don't think that he'd be put in similar situations. So, I mean, if I had to choose one, I would go overrated because of that. But, yeah, like Josh said, I think I think his rating is pretty fair. Yeah, no, I agree with both of you. I'm going to go – compared to Noah, you're saying overrated. I think he's still a little bit underrated. Yeah, I feel like people have been – Josh, you said it, that people have finally started to realize – the player he is and what he does is really special for that Aston Villa squad. It fits perfectly. He's a leader. It's awesome. I still think that there's a bunch of fans out there, a bunch of viewers out there that don't actually understand his impact on Aston Villa. Take him out of that lineup, not even if it's because he transfers. Take him out of that lineup, let's say, for injury, and I bet you that team depletes. It just – not, like, completely, but they're going to – their form will drop off. Mm-hmm. He does a lot for that team. He's, Josh said, very creative in the middle of the field opens up so many opportunities for his forwards. He helps every – he makes everyone around him better. That's the type of player you need. That's the type of player that Bruno Fernandez is. And that's something we skipped, actually, for the uh, true or false section, the final question. So I'll get into that right now. My bad. True or false, Bruno Fernandez is the best midfielder in the Premier League right now. Yeah, I'm going to go false. I think it's, Of course you go false. I think it's KDB. And by the way, I just have to mention real quick, not part of the segment necessarily, uh, but Liverpool just t- – and I know this podcast, I don't know when it's going to be released, but Liverpool just drawed against West Brom. So they drew, they, Game finished. They drew. 1-1. One, one. So, so Liverpool – I'm feeling great about oh. City. is great. But for this question real quick, I think that um, – yeah, I think it's KDB. I think that he could do so much more on the ball. I'd be much more scared of him than Bruno. So, yeah. Um, just quickly about Bruno. Um, I think he's fantastic in open play. He's really proven himself. But, Noah, I'm just going to have to say on the Liverpool-West Brom game, if you were watching that game, West Brom had all uh, field players back in their own third when Liverpool had the ball in their half. Hey, whatever works, man. I don't and doubt it, that. I'm just saying <laughs> that it helps City big time. And I right. think this is no, West Brom's... I'm just saying, West Brom played fantastic defensively that game. I think they found the strategy. You know, Mane had a fantastic goal to start off. I think the defenders, you know, Ajayi, the one who um, made the mistake the first time, learned their lessons. They're defensively sound. Um, but yeah, like I was saying to Bruno before, um, he is no longer a penalty merchant. He has proven himself as a fantastic open field player. You saw it at Sporting before. He's finally showing that in the Premier League. Uh, in the world, maybe behind Thomas Muller at the moment, but he is really great in the Premier That's League. That's it? Do you think he's, he's oh. the second best player, second best midfielder in the world? Uh, yeah. Yes. Wow. I think. As 
okay, true or false to see the best prim, uh, best midfielder in the Prem right now. True. His impact on the squad is amazing. KDB, yeah. his impact, of course it's amazing. Of course he's lethal to that squad. But he was injured. He was out last year. That City squad still fared well. They did, they did well. I think it was during the restart he was injured. I don't really remember. If United were to lose Bruno right now, We'd fall apart. I bet you we'd fall apart. There's yeah, no leader. He it's organizes good. everything. He leads everything for the squad. And also, as a United fan, Bruno has made me fall in love with United, United football once again. Because before he came, before he arrived, we were starting Andres Pereira, Juan Mata, and, like, Fred. Before Fred actually picked up his form. You know how, no. and, like, agonizing that was to watch? It yeah. was painful. But painful. I would say this. I would say this real quick. I think that Bruno, obviously, I think that Man United is in a far worse is is in far worse position without Bruno than City are without KDB. I don't doubt that. But for who's the best pound for pound midfielder? I think Bruno right now because we haven't seen this with Bruno. I'll go Bruno right now for best pound best pound to pound. Yeah, well, we have we we haven't really seen this from Bruno before. I think that it's I'm. I would characterize it as he, of all the Prem midfielders, is in the best form currently. But I don't know if it's fair to say he's the best yet, just because we haven't seen it over a long enough period of time. Well, apparently, he's done. He's doing better right now than what he did in the Portuguese league, which speaks volumes to, you know, the competition and how he's fared. He's a leader. He's leading the squad. Love to see it. Obviously, as we wrap up the podcast. Things at the top of the table will heat up. Liverpool had a chance to go, I believe, six or seven points up. Drop points, I think, are four points up now. Huge. Teams can still chase them. That's huge. West Brom, shout out to them. Getting a point out of that. I think it was their first game under a new manager as well, uh, trying to avoid relegation. But Premier League, wild, wild place. It's a very, yeah. very cool thing to see this year with all these teams competing. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Sure. All right, boys, on episode six, that's a wrap. Thank you for listening. All right, until next week. See you.